International Journal of Stroke would like to introduce you to Professor Patrick Lydon, Chairman of the Department of Neurology at Cedars-Sinai Medical Centre and a world-renowned expert in stroke, who has been named Associate Editor of the International Journal of Stroke this year. The following interview with Managing Editor Carmen Lehev Jenkins reveals Professor Lydon's passion for stroke. Professor Lydon, thanks for speaking to us. What attracted you to stroke? I was a neurologist interested in how the brain manages its blood flow. So I actually wasn't too interested in diseases. I was much more interested in understanding how the brain manipulates its own blood flow. And uh, 30 years ago, the only way to study cerebral blood flow and metabolism was to go into stroke as a subspecialty. So it was sort of a way to get to study what I was most interested in but then, as it turned out, uh, stroke became very interesting, uh, and I ended up, you know, switching research interests to stroke treatment and away from cerebral blood flow and metabolism. What made you want to be a, a neurologist? I was actually intending to be a pediatrician when I went to medical school, and in the first year, I took basic neuroscience and. I uh, found a home. I just thought that uh, learning about how the brain works and how the nervous system works was the most interesting thing I had studied in or outside of medicine. Are there any particular career-defining stories that you might have about stroke? Well, yeah. I mean, you, you can't ignore the obvious, even though it's so obvious. But when you uh, run into an emergency room uh, lights and siren and see a patient, uh, give them TPA, and they change from devastated to completely free of deficit, um, that not only changes your career, it changes your life. Um, I will tell you about the first human being I ever gave TPA to. She was... Um, early 30, 33, 34, suffering a migraine-related stroke, uh, just a devastating neurological injury, left-sided hemiplegia, hemianopsia, hemicentury. Um, we gave her TPA, and uh, within a couple of hours, she had a complete reversal of her symptoms, but she also had a sudden onset of a massive headache when she cleared. And we thought she'd actually had a brain hemorrhage as a complication. And on the repeat CAT scan, of course, there was no hemorrhage. She had a, a, a total reversal of her symptoms. And, uh, uh, you know, for your first case, to have that kind of a, of a response, that really does change your life. I'm sure it does. Have you had any other experiences working internationally, or have you mainly been based in the U.S.? I was in Rome uh, three years ago for about four months, uh, working at the Stroke Center at uh, La Sapienza, that's the University of Rome. Learned uh, a much more European approach to stroke and stroke diagnosis. How would you compare your experiences in the U.S. to your experiences in Rome? It's hard to stereotype or generalize, but clearly in countries that don't have the healthcare system that we have in the United States, there's a much greater emphasis on 
interacting with the patient, taking a careful history, and performing a thoughtful examination. And I think American neurologists have uh, have not benefited by the surplus of technology that we have. I know that you dabble in both disciplines, clinical neurologist as well as, as basic science. How do you manage both roles? I have a very uh, understanding family. <laughs> <laughs> What I often say to my trainees is if you spend uh, half your time in the lab, half your time in clinic, and half your time in administration, everyone who knows you thinks that you work half time, but you're actually working one and a half or or 200% time, and you just have to get used to that, that you know, everyone who knows you thinks you're a slacker because you're working half time in their eyes, when in reality you're working, you know, one and a half or two jobs. How did you make that leap from being a pediatrician to a basic scientist? That was not an easy change because I had not done significant amounts of research prior to uh, residency. And So at the end of my residency, I had the very good fortune to hook up with Dr. Justin Ziven, and I was able to do a a three-year basic research fellowship. It was not as rigorous as a PhD by any means, but I had a chance very late in life to uh, learn the ins and outs of some basic science research. And I also had another mentor before residency, Frank Sharp also inspired me and taught me um, quite a bit. And I completely did a 180 from thinking I would be a private practice pediatrician to uh, getting caught up in, uh, in this research project that has not ended 30 years later. And do you have an interest as well in pediatric stroke or have you moved completely away from pediatrics? Well, to be fair to the pediatric strokeologist, I, I've moved on and, and I haven't contributed anything to um, to our understanding of pediatric stroke. There's some very, very dedicated people that have done very serious research along those lines. Professor Leiden, thank you so much for your interview. Welcome to the International Journal of Stroke as Associate Editor. Did you have any last words? The need for an international journal is not obvious. On the one hand, it sounds great to have a a journal that draws papers from all over the world, but I have traveled to stroke centers and if not worked there like I did in Rome, at least studied there and interacted with, uh, you know, stroke centers in Korea, China, Japan, Europe, as I mentioned, South America, North America, and there are very important differences in approaches to what is essentially the same disease, and we have a lot to learn from each other. Um, The one example that I mentioned, you know, in Southern Europe, I I relearned the value of a good history and physical when you don't have more technology than makes sense, but, you know, from Uh, studies done in China and Korea, we've learned that not all drugs work the same way in all patients. And keep contributing 
to each other's understanding that, you know, how I do it in my hometown is not necessarily the only way to do it and it may not even be the best way. Professor Leiden, thank you so much for your interview. We look forward to your contribution at the International Journal of Stroke. You've been listening to an interview with Professor Patrick Leiden and Carmen Leif Jenkins, manager of the International Journal of Stroke. The International Journal of Stroke is a publication of the World Stroke Organization. Please consider becoming a member.